Hi, good evening, Bante and brothers and sisters in the Dharma. Welcome to the Awareness of Dharma in Daily Drama Series organized by BMS and Youth Sections. I'm Xiaohui. I will be the MC for today's sessions. As usual, uh, we will start off today's sessions with uh, two, three reviews and five precepts, then following uh, by a meditation sessions. After that, uh, there will be a sharing and Q&A sessions. For information, uh, we will record and submit the minutes that uh, we have accumulated during the group meditation sessions later to the Millions of Matter and Mindfulness website. And uh, just a gentle reminder to, to all as well, please uh, use your actual names in the Zoom room and everyone are encouraged to on the video throughout the sessions. Without further ado, let us uh, invite Brother Pingshan to request for the three reviews and five precepts from Bhante Yainda. Aham bante ti sarane na saha pancha silam tamma yachami anugaham katwa silam de tame bante tutiyam pi aham bante ti sarane na saha pancha silam tamma yachami 
anu gaham katwa silam deta me pante tatiam pi aham pante ti saranena saha panca silam tamang yacami anu gaham katwa silam deta me pante Yamahang wadami tam wadeta amabante namo tassa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhassa 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 Buddham saranam gacchami Buddham saranam gacchami Dhammang saranam gacchami Dhammang saranam gacchami Sanggang saranam gacchami Sanggang saranam gacchami Dutiyam pi buddham saranam gacchami Dutiyam pi buddham saranam gacchami Tutiampi damang saranang gacchami. Tutiampi damang saranang gacchami. Tutiampi sanggang saranang gacchami. Tutiampi sanggam saranang gacchami. Tatiampi buddang saranang gacchami. Tatiampi buddang saranang gacchami. Tatiampi damang saranang gacchami. Tatiampi damang saranang gacchami. Tatiampi sanggang saranang gacchami. Tatiampi sanggam saranang gacchami. Tisaranena gamanang paripunang. Amabante. Anatipata veramani sikapadam samadhyami. Anatipata veramani sikapadam samadhyami. Adina dana veramani sikapadam samadhyami. Adina dana veramani sikapadam samadhyami. Kamesu michachara veramani sikapadam samadhyami. Kamesu michachara veramani sikapadam samadhyami. Musawada veramani sikapadam samadhyami. Musawada Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Suramaraya Majapamadathana Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Suramaraya Majapamadathana Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Idame Silang Asawa Kaya Wahang Hotu Idame Silang Asawa Kaya Wahang Hotu Idame silang nipahna sa pacayo hotu. Idame silang nipahna sa pacayo hotu. Tisaranena saha panca silang damang sadukang katua pamadena sampadeta. Amabante. Sadu, sadu, sadu. Suki hotu. Okay. Now we'll do the sitting meditation. Today, I will introduce also uh, one new meditation for you, which I find very useful for myself, and also do the two meditation we did last Friday. Before I start, just want to uh, remind you of a few important things. 
one is the essence, the key of meditation is awareness. So uh, it doesn't matter what object it is. Okay, so important is the awareness. But having said that, um, important when you follow whichever teacher, please follow the requirement of that teacher. So some teacher might require to do certain ways. And if you are following that teacher, please follow that way because uh, every teacher has their own way of uh, practice. And every teacher will share the way that is that helps him, he or she to progress in his or her practice. So uh, please adjust appropriately when you go to different teachers for their teachings or retreat. Okay. Uh, one, the essence of meditation is awareness and important to know the aim. The, the aim for this making our awareness strong is so that we're able to see the... Uh, reality of life, able to see impermanence, unsatisfactoriness nature, and also non-self. Also that all your emotions are reflections of your thoughts and the happiness we seek for already inside us. So all these are the reality of life that will, you will be able to be more clear if you develop stronger awareness. So the, the aim is very important, okay? then your action will adjust appropriately. For example, if, if your aim is to uh, become sumo wrestler, then eating a lot, it's the right thing. But if your aim is to be a jockey for horse racing, then you have to eat very little. So eating a lot or little, uh, it's not right or wrong depending on what's your aim. So similarly, you cannot lose the aim for Buddhist meditation, the aim is to basically awaken to the truth. Okay, now back to sitting meditation, two things that help, of course, again, I remind you the essence, the key is awareness, but two things that help is sitting straight so that at least you are alert, but it has to be very comfortable, very relaxed so that you don't get stressed. Okay, so it has to be very relaxed, but... Uh, back straight now like last week we will do first um, meditation aware uh, mindfulness of the body then we will, we will skip feeling we have done enough feeling already we will go to mind and then mind object as in thoughts okay but before we do thoughts i will introduce one meditation called very simple just listening to the sound and Later on, I'll explain to you, it has a lot of benefits, okay? So first, um, we will do the mindfulness of the body, but slightly different this week, we will just go through each part of the body and feel whatever sensation. This is another way of doing mindfulness of the body, normally called um, body scan method, okay? So we will start, totally relax the whole body, but keep the back straight. Start by putting your attention on the top of your head. Aware of whatever sensations that come. Can be heat, can be cold, can be hardness. Whatever sensation that you can feel on your head, 
can be softness. Then we move down to the forehead, wherever sensations you can feel. Can be stickiness. Or smoothness. Move down to the face. Any sensations that you can feel on the face, just aware of it. the back of the head, any sensations on the back of the head, could be the stickiness or flowing of the sweat, or could be heat, could be cold. If there's pain also, sharp sensation also, whatever sensation that you can feel, just aware of it. Just be with the sensation. Move down to the neck. Any sensations on the neck? Relax sensation also okay. Or tightness also okay. Any sensations? Down to the shoulders, any sensation on the shoulders, any tightness or relax. Or any sharp sensation or just heat or cold.
down to the hands, the whole hands, both hands, any sensation on the hands can be the stickiness of the sweat or the heat or cold or hardness, softness, any sensations at all. Go to the fingers, maybe tingling sensations or just heat or cold or the feeling of lightness, any sensations on the fingers. Now back to the chest. Any sensations on the chest? From the chest, we move down to the abdomen. Whatever sensations you can feel from the abdomen. Or it could be just the abdomen rising and falling. From the abdomen to the back of the body. Any sensations at the back of the body? From the back of the body to the buttock, 
any sensations in the buttock, maybe heaviness, softness, heat. from the buttock to both the thighs. Any sensations in the thighs? Try to feel whatever sensations, not think about the sensations, but really feel. From the thighs, we move down to the knees. Any sensations on the knees? From the knees down to the legs, all the way to the sole of the feet, wherever sensation on the feet until the sole of the feet. Okay, now rest your mind. Feel the mind state where you are totally relaxed, especially after finishing your work or finishing all your responsibility. Stay in this total relaxed state of mind. From this total relaxed state of mind, just aware of your mind state, whether your mind is focused or distracted, bright or dull, filled with passion or filled with hatred, aversion, 
or there's no passion, no aversion. Whether it's filled with ignorance or it's filled with wisdom. Just aware of whatever mind state that you are in. Remember whatever object, the important thing is awareness. As long as you have awareness, doesn't matter whatever object it is, whether it's the mind or the body or whatever else. Okay, from mindfulness of the mind, now we'll do mindfulness of sound. Just aware of whatever sound that you hear. Just be with the sound. As the sound changes, it's okay, as long as you're aware. Just aware of the sound or whatever sound that you can hear. Be with the sound. Just wear whatever sound that you can hear around you.
important is the awareness. Okay, now we'll do the next meditation, which we did last week. Again, just relax your mind. Stay in a totally relaxed state of mind. Totally let go of everything. Now just aware of your thoughts. Whatever thoughts that arise, just aware of it. Three things you have to remember. Don't focus on one thought. Try to be aware of many thoughts. That means one after another. If there are no thoughts, it's okay. It's good. Your awareness has to be clear and it has to be fast. That means you don't dwell too long on a single thought. When you are clear, you already step out instead of get, getting lost in the thoughts. So we'll do a short, very short while, aware of whatever thoughts that arise. Use thought as your meditation object. Look at the thoughts as each thoughts arise and pass away.
Okay, we'll finish with uh, putting our attention on our heart and feel the natural love, happiness that's with us. Wishing every single cell in our body to awaken to the natural calm, peace, happiness. And allow this good energy to flow out to all beings. Wishing each and every being to reawaken their natural calm, peace, happiness, love. That's always in each and every one of us. May all beings be well and happy. <coughs> feel your body. You can feel your body. You can slowly open your eyes. Okay. Um, I just want some feedback. Um, first, regarding the meditation on sound. How many of you like that meditation? If you like the meditation, then you select yes. If you don't like it, um, select no. We'll do a poll question. While waiting for the result, just um, want to share with you the benefits of this meditation. If you are able to uh, use sound as an object, slowly you will be able to make friends with sound. Then you don't need to have a quiet place to meditate. You can meditate anywhere. Um, I find this, oh good, 89% likes this. That's very good. Only 11% don't like this. Um, <coughs> I find this uh, very useful because um, I used to get a little bit irritated um, when there was, because now after MCO over, there's a lot of people doing renovations. Somehow people start, you know, hope, maybe, you know, they can't do renovations for two years. Everyone start doing renovations and it's very noisy. So, I was getting a little bit irritated, but after I do this sound meditation, I found that I can use that, even the renovation sound like as a meditation object. And then there's nothing that can disturb you that much anymore. You can make friends with everything. If you can make friends with you know, 
your next door neighbor going then anything can be a friend uh, and you can meditate anywhere so that's the usefulness of uh, this sound med meditation okay next one is uh, the meditation on thoughts these are the two new i guess new that i learned and i find that's very useful meditation on thought the feedback i want to uh, get is three things one <laughs> take one if you when you meditate on thoughts suddenly no more thoughts and big problem because you know thoughts is your meditation object and then suddenly no more thoughts two take two if when you meditate on thoughts still the thoughts same as in you know still there three when you meditate on thoughts a lot more thoughts come so we will do a poll question again one suddenly no more thoughts two same number of thoughts three more thoughts come so please select one or two or three This is a very useful meditation also because it helps us to make friends with thoughts. A lot of uh, meditators, especially, we think thoughts as our enemy because we, we, we think meditation means get rid of thoughts and we try to fight thoughts. And the more you fight with thoughts, the more thoughts come. And for normal people who are not meditators, they also get annoyed with thoughts because all day, you know, these thoughts keep you know, going around. You should do this, you shouldn't do that, and so on. So they also <laughs> want to get rid of thoughts. But if you make friends with thoughts, suddenly you see amazing things can happen. Oh, interesting. 40%, yeah? So quite a lot of people, when they use thoughts as object, no thoughts. 35% same, 25 more thoughts. Okay, if you are the 40%, very good because you, so that you're not bothered by thoughts anymore. And if your question is, then what do I do? Just wait there, thoughts will come. Don't make thoughts. Okay, so if you are the 40%, very good because now no thoughts will bother you. If you are the 35%, very good because you have, the thoughts is still there, so you can use thoughts as a meditation object. If you are the last 25%, more thoughts come. Very good. It means that your awareness has increased. So when you do thoughts meditation, you can never lose. Whichever way, you are doing very well. So to me, this is the best, uh, one of the very good meditation. And you slowly make friends with thoughts. Then you are not so afraid of thoughts anymore. When you're not afraid of thoughts, suddenly thoughts become your friend you don't create so much trouble anymore okay any questions on this meditation carol you have a question can unmute yeah okay okay monday yeah um oh, sorry you know, can you hear me? Can you repeat? Yeah, yeah, can now you hear me? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I can hear. Sorry, my my uh, speaker. Can okay. I? Yeah, can now you? can. Okay. Okay. When you're talking about the thoughts meditation, it's automatic when when I sit down and do a meditation, thoughts keeps coming in. It is just keep 
keeps coming in. But as I sit longer, it will go off and come in again, and it will go off. And slowly, sometimes it, I, I don't see, I don't have the thoughts anymore. And it sort of like calms out. Maybe I doze off, I don't know. But I'm still aware of things. Okay, then, then, then it means no thoughts. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You know, so I'm I'm actually um well in, in, in a way confused in the sense that yeah I do I do have thoughts and do have thoughts and it does go away and it does come back and it just goes still in my mind. <coughs> That's normal. So is this Every, normal? Everyone has mm. this. But what I'm suggesting for you to try is uh normally what we do is we watch the breath or any object. Okay, let's say breath. Yeah. And then right. suddenly thoughts come and then maybe yes. more, more thoughts, maybe less thoughts, and then suddenly maybe no thoughts. That's but now correct. I'm asking yes. you, if, don't watch the breath, but watch the thoughts. That's what I call thoughts meditation. Instead of watching the breath, okay. you watch the thoughts. So you use thoughts as an object. Instead of breath object, you use thought as object. And then from a lot of people, surprisingly, suddenly no more thoughts, no object anymore. When you want, the, when you want thoughts, suddenly no more thoughts. Okay. I was doing actually both breathing, having the object of breathing uh, no, no, and no. also... Try, try forget about breathing. Just use thoughts as object. Try to experiment this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And okay. you can do this. Yeah, we'll do that. The thoughts one and the sound, you can actually do it with eyes open and you can do it anytime while you're talking to friends or while you're working, while you're walking, anytime. Okay, so this is useful because it's something that is you can practice anytime in the day. You don't have to find a room to sit down and, and meditate and practice. Okay, that's for everyone. Okay. Thank you, Okay, uh, Lee, MN, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, good evening, Bante and brothers and sisters here. Yes, just now you, you mentioned that, uh, yeah, we, we talk about sound meditation. Yeah, so uh, this is something that I, I, I quite like because usually when I go for walking meditation in Echo Park, there's one Echo Park near my near my garden, uh, near the place that I'm staying uh, with a lot of trees, there are lakes, you know, so when you go there, you, you can always hear, you know, those chirping of the birds, the sounds of the, the insects as you go through, you know, a lot of the trees, you know, there are pave, pavement with a lot of trees and bushes. So I think there are a lot of insects hiding inside there. So, so this is what, uh, what sound meditation to me, you know, uh, yeah, to listen to, to all these chirpings and, and of course, like you say, you don't get you you do, you don't get your mind involved there. You are just being aware, you know, as you do the, the walking meditation. So there's also one uh, one thing that I like, and and also it reminds me of when I, when I went to SBS, you know, the Taiping the century uh, century. So there's a there's a stream there, and then with the trickling of the water. So I can remember there's. One day there was a big shower, and you can actually see the the water become like flooding into into gushes of water. 
So all these are, are just sound to me. And, but on that day itself, I can actually uh, perceive all these, uh, they call it what? Uh, anicca, dukkha, and anatta. No, you, you see that something like impermanence and, and, and the changing of landscape and, and so forth. So, so back to what uh, you have uh, taught us uh, regarding the, the thought meditation. La, I think last, was it last week or the week before last I week. shared? Yeah, yeah. I shared that, uh, yeah, there's some pertinent thought that is bothering me. So I, I tend to, to trail along that. So I said that I was not comfortable. But today, I think most probably I, I, put, I, I put aside and it's because you, you mentioned about the introduction of the sound. So actually in my mind, I was, I was thinking during my, my thought meditation, I was thinking, oh, what share with, with the sound? You know, all, all these thoughts start coming, coming into, into my mind. That's why today you asked me, which, are, which category was your thoughts? Actually, I put number three because a lot of thoughts went through my mind thinking, oh yeah, afterwards I can share about my sound. Then, then at the same time, I also stopped. I, I, like you say, you keep on saying you don't, you, don't, you don't trail along it. So it's just like, like you say, shifting of the scene, no? just passing, passing, passing. So today is a lot of thoughts for me, meditation. Okay, thank you. Okay, okay good. As long as you have awareness, and you are not lost, as in like, oh, where, what was I doing just now? You don't have that, then uh, your awareness is there, then it's okay. Okay, and remember that anything we try to suppress, like thoughts, more will come. Whatever you resist will persist. Okay, so that's important. Okay, Siu Mam, unmute. Yep. Yeah. Good evening, Pante. Yeah, I, I was doing meditation in Bodhagaya once before and trying to use a metta meditation and breath. But because it was so noisy in Bodhagaya with lots of people moving around, I, I switched from trying, I couldn't, I couldn't exercise any metta at all <laughs> of the noise. So I switched to just concentrating on the sound the sound oh. of the tinkling bell of, uh, uh, I think, a Buddhist group that was just next to me. After a while, I lost, I completely lost the sound already. There's no more sound. But how do I stay in the samadhi? Because there's no more sound for me to focus on already. Uh, your samadhi is, no, just stay there. Just wait. There's always sound. There was completely but, no sound. Yeah, yeah, that sound. Quietness. Ah, there's quietness only. And I was yeah. kind of enjoying the quietness. Yeah. And then Stay I got sort quietness. Of, oh, okay. I still got distracted and because I was like dwelling in the, the quietness and really enjoying the peacefulness of the whole oh. complete absence of sounds. That's good. But I shouldn't, I shouldn't get off the, the bus. I should stay on the uh, focus. So I, I don't know where have I lost the focus. Yeah, as long as you're aware, it's okay. Uh, as long as you still have awareness, you're not like, huh? where was I just now? If you don't have this, it's okay. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Okay, because with like with uh, breath or whatever, you always, even though you're, you're distracted or something, you always come back to your breath as a focus point. But with the sound, when there's completely no sound already, you, I, you I could stay with that quietness as a, as a oh, okay. As object. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. What I call okay. zero zero percent sound. It's oh, still okay. sound as in zero percent yeah. sound. It's, it's silence, complete yeah. silence. Okay. Thank you, Bante. Okay. Uh, Bing Singh. Uh, is, is is that the, the sound of silence? You're talking about the silence? And then, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. so that is the sound, the sound of silence. Yeah, the sound of silence, yeah. The sound of silence. Thank you, yeah. Martin. Bing Singh, you have a uh, question? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, it's just uh, something to share on the sound. Oh, because uh, talking about sound, that time uh, I tried to use uh, snoring as a sound. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because when uh, in the meditation, when we sleep, everyone together, there's uh, people snoring, right? So, uh, that time I was thinking, oh, I can use this snoring in, out, in, out, and uh, as a meditation. Uh, just something to share. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I haven't tried that. Okay, somewhere at this question, Bante, sound from people speaking very disturbing, especially when the content of conversation is understandable. So how in this case to turn it into sound meditation? That's a bit difficult, I must admit. Um, sound of people talking and you can understand very easy, you can get lost into the story. So don't try that first. Try easier thing. You try like just now sound of a bell, soothing sound. Then if you can try, you Google, maybe you can search in internet, sound of a busy uh, city, like traffics and all that. That one, <laughs> try that first. If you can do that, then slowly, maybe you can try sound from people talking. But that, that maybe is the, the last hurdle you want. You, you might want to leave it to the last hurdle. Okay. <laughs> Any questions on meditation before we move on? Okay. If you think of any questions along the way, um, please ask. But I want to, today I want to, oh, Irene, go ahead. Please unmute. Yeah. Okay. Sukihonto Bante. Um, I can I ask about uh, pain is unavoidable but suffering is optional. Uh, meditation for pain, contempt, uh, awareness for pain. Okay, go ahead. Uh -huh. So uh, I would like to ask is um, when we have pain or itchiness on body during uh, okay, so we will aware the itchiness or aware the pain. Or be with the pain. I I I I watch uh, Bande's uh, exploring the reality series on the episode seven, and Bande mentioned about be with the pain. So I usually do is uh, I will what I do is uh, I say may the pain uh, may I may my body be free with the pain. I will say that may my body free with the pain. Then all the while I've been doing that. Then uh, I came to watch to I came to watch this uh, episode seven, and I heard Bande saying that be with the pain. So I would like uh, to understand about this. Uh, appreciate that Bande can clarify on this. Okay. Um, one way you can do. There's few ways. One way you can do maybe next next Friday we can do that. 
is to use pain as a meditation object. And it's very interesting, like thought, if you use pain or a meditation object, you will find, not everyone, quite a lot of people will find suddenly the pain disappear. Use pain as meditation object is like, like what I say just now, instead of looking at breath, now you look at pain as an object. Try to stay with the pain. And quite interesting, pain might suddenly disappear. But if pain is too painful, then you can't continue. You've got to look at a larger, let's say pain is uh, on very sharp on your, this point, then maybe you've got to look at the larger area okay, to use it as object. Another way is to change the way you think about pain. Normally, we have this, when there's pain on the hand, we will, you will, the first thought that comes is, my hand is very painful. Instead of thinking this way, try to look at it different perspective. There is sub sharp sensation in the hand. This is one way you can try. Another way is just now try the pain meditation. Remind me, maybe next week we will do this pain meditation. That means look at pain as object. Okay. So Pante, uh, if what is the what is the you, what I learned from is uh, this one that we always say uh, loving kindness meditation or meta meditation is like may my body free from pain or I will be specified like may my body free from itchiness, something like that. So um, you can do that also. Oh, okay. But if you want to do that, I suggest, okay, another technique is um, when you do that, may my body free from pain or, or itchiness. Uh -huh. Try not to have this idea. Normally, we have this idea that may my body be free from pain and itchiness. Pain, please go away, go away, quick, quick, yeah. quick, go away. Yeah. It doesn't work if you think this way. If you can think another way, it, oh, it works for me, okay? But you have to experiment. I have so much faith on this way that I'm going to explain to you. Is because I have experimented it twice and, and it works on very painful frozen shoulder and shingles, the zhongxie. <coughs> what you got, not got to do, what you can try doing is when the pain is very painful, you talk to the pain, like pain, I accept you as you are. You can be with me as long as you want. Until I die, it's still okay, I accept you. But you must be sincere, not, okay, I accept you as long, you know, I, I as, accept you as, you know, until I die, uh, how long you want to stay, is still okay, but quickly go away, quickly go away, then that doesn't work. Okay, but if you really sincere with the pain, really, you don't mind it staying for a long time, forever, somehow the pain disappear. I, I can't explain why but I experimented twice and it worked. So try to experiment, don't believe me. It doesn't work if it's blind faith. It has to work through your own personal experience, experiment. And once it works just once, then you have very strong confidence in it. And that's the same with all Dharma in Buddhism. It's not through faith, it's through you, your own self, practically experiencing it. And thereafter, you have a lot of confidence in it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So yeah, many methods you can try. Okay. 
Thank you, Bhante. Now, <laughs> there's a few things I want. Uh, oh, okay, someone asked, can we use music, example, song as a meditation object? Um, not if you are doing eight precepts, but if not, why not? I, I don't see there's a problem. As long as you don't get lost in it. Okay, if you get lost in it, then the object not very useful. You got to maintain the awareness. Okay, <coughs> now I want to. Uh, hi, Bante. Okay, go ahead. Ah, uh, so. Please. Yes. yes. Sorry, I'm uh, kind of just dropped off my daughter, so I'm driving. So, but I'm hand free. Uh, I have go a ahead. question in the chat. In fact, uh, at the beginning, when you oh, say okay. that, uh, first of all, yeah, thank you so much for starting the. Uh, uh, meditation on mind and, and I also so I because I missed uh, last week's uh, early session so when I re-listened to it I was thinking because I'm practicing more Vipassana and uh, and the Satipatthana uh, so when you contemplate on the mind it, it and then you then you move to the thoughts for me it seems like the same you know the thoughts is when you contemplate a mind, if you have any thoughts come out, you just know the thoughts, correct? Uh, no, I take the contempt the mindfulness of mind as in knowing what state of mind you are in. Whether you are in a, a distracted state of mind or you are in a focused state of mind, whether you're in a dull state of mind or you're in a bright state of mind, whether your mind is full with uh, passion or greed, or your mind is full of aversion or not, and so on. <coughs> That's mindfulness of a mind, as stated in Satipatthana Sutta. And the thought meditation, which is, it's not traditionally used, but I would categorize it more as in uh, the last category, mindfulness of Dharma or phenomena. Mindfulness of Dharma and phenomena has many categories. One of it is uh, the five hindrances, and I will categorize thought as one of the hindrance, and you can use that as a as a meditation object. Ah, okay, okay. That's how you. Yeah. When I, uh, you know, after I listen, when I listen to it, I put it in practice as well. In mm. fact, uh, I used to avoid uh, meditation because every time I meditate, I I have the drow drowsiness. But once I kind of learn, you know, to to actually not resist the, the drowsiness you just kind of know just you know anything right just like drowsiness or restlessness and then it actually will disappear same as the, the pain and then when it disappears uh, I will go back to my uh, rising and falling of my abdomen and then, and then you know thoughts will come or you know either anything will come again then you know you, you just watch it and, and then uh, you know it, it comes and then it goes again so to, to me that I you know, that's also part of the, the yeah, Anicca and Yuga and Anatta. You can do that. <laughs> that's one way of uh, practice that's taught by uh, Mahasi Sayadaw. Um, normally, we call that Mahasi method where you right. watch the, uh, what they call, abdomen rising and falling and then whatever you know. Okay, that's one way. What I'm sharing with you last week, with you all last week and this week is uh, forget about the abdomen or the breath but use thought as an object itself. That means look at thought. Or, I forgot to mention this now, or if you are watching thoughts or anything, maybe breath, and then you feel sleepy, 
change your object to watch sleepiness as an object. Try to experiment with this. This is not a traditional way of meditating, but it's very interesting when you experiment with it because suddenly the sleepiness um, disappears. Like what you say, if you know it, it disappears, but if you can also try to use it as an object. Yes, I, I did try the thoughts as an object as well. And it, 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 it's very useful. It's very no, no thoughts. You know, it, it disappears very quickly and then it comes again. And you, as I say, as long as you don't get into the story and then it will come. At, at, at the same time, sometimes, uh, you know, if the thoughts is too intense, you also will feel it. You know, so the feeling come at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we, we can try using, it, it helps me anyway. So I, I like this uh, hot meditation. Okay. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, okay, so I want to uh, stress on something that uh, Sister Yuehua asked last week, uh, Chandima. Um, what I've been sharing here and also in the Exploring Your Reality series is what I call the physics of life. That means how life works. How you, what you do with it is what I call the engineering of life. So there is a difference. I'm, I'm not, mainly, I'm, I'm not uh, giving you instructions on what to do. Mainly, okay? And of course, for meditation, I have like guideline what to do on meditation. But in terms of the Dharma to see, is to, I'll, I'll explain, then you will know what's the difference between this physics and engineering. Um, what I want you to do is to see, but no need to do anything, okay? Like for example, this example, then you become very clear. That's why I like this example. Um, Sister Chandima last week says that when she had, she, because she has a lot of thoughts about going back to school and there's a lot of stress and that she know her stress comes from her thoughts. And so she keep telling herself, don't believe my thoughts. Don't believe, it's just the thought, don't believe my thoughts. And more thoughts come, okay? Um, it doesn't work this way of applying it. When I share with you that your emotions come from your thoughts, if you can see immediately, you can see that you, your own self, is creating your own stress and you won't continue creating your own stress. You don't have to do anything. It's what I call effortless effort. When you try to do something like tell yourself, don't believe in the thoughts, don't believe in the thoughts, it doesn't work, okay? Because you're fighting with yourself. Of course, I did share with you before that don't believe in thoughts, but that's more like seeing, recognizing the truth. <laughs> when you can recognize that your thoughts are story created by yourself, you automatically, naturally won't believe your thoughts as true. Not need effort. When you need effort, then um, it, it's not so easy to, to make it uh, to work. It's much easier if you can see the, I call it the physics of life, the reality of life. You can see that your emotions come from your thoughts and thoughts are stories created by yourself, then you wouldn't um, get stuck in it that much. <coughs> so important is nothing for you to do. No need effort to tell yourself, don't believe. 
nothing to believe also. It's just to recognize, to see how our life works. Okay? So, um, this is one thing. Okay, any questions on this? Because I feel that this is very important. Because if you, if you try to stop the thoughts, and again, I never also share that, ask you to stop the thoughts. More thoughts will come. But if you can see that thoughts are created by yourself, then thoughts, even a lot of thoughts is not a problem for you. Because you see that it's just an illusion created by yourself. Any questions on this? No? Okay, no. Then um, I have a question for you. I'm just curious. Um, okay, someone says, uh, don't try to gain, don't try to read, just stay aware. Yeah, that's correct. Just stay aware. Okay. Um, okay, I have this question. Uh, I'm curious that, <laughs> again, this is a poll question. If I could wave, I have this power, I have this magic power, I have a magic wand, and I could wave it so that you would never ever have to worry again. Would you like me to wave it? That means if I have this magic power that if I wave a magic wand and you don't, your whole life, you have no more worries anymore. Will you like me to do it? Yes or no? Um, yeah, Bihui, could we have a, sorry, yeah, yes. Yes means you, you, you like to have no more worry anymore in your life. No means no, 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 I still want to, to worry. Okay, more people say yes, that's good. 66%, 34%, 66% says um, that you know, they would want to have all their worry disappear. And 34% says no, they don't want to have the worry disappear. Okay, I'm curious because I was listening to an American coach, uh, Michael Neal, and he says throughout his coaching life, every time he asks this question, the answer is always no. I, I, I still want some keep some worry. Maybe you make my worry reduce by 50%, but I want to keep some worry. Why? It's because a lot of people have this wrong mis wrong idea or wrong uh, belief that <laughs> worry will keep us safe. Worry will motivate us to do things, but not true. In Abhidharma, actually, worry is under unwholesome karma. And actually, if you are in a calm state without worry, when you are present, that means you are not lost in the state of worry, you would know what action to take. And you will actually do things much better. And you would have what you call the passion to do whatever you need to do. So you don't need worry to motivate you. If you need worry to push you, then something is not right. 
So try to explore this also. Because for those just now who thinks that they need worry, then you will never be able to get rid of worry because you think it's important. The first step to, to be free from worry is to understand that you don't need worry. As long as one minute you still think that worry is important, worry will be part of your life because you think it's important. So that's, that's an important lesson um, I hope you all can keep in mind. But you have to explore in your life that you perform better without worry. You perform better when you are in a present worryless state of mind. Okay, Siumam, question. Uh, you got to unmute. Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to fiddle out with my unmuting. I, I think, yes, I would like to have less worry, but a shouldn't we be saying, no, we don't want you to wave the wand because we need to be able to live with that worry and to accept it and, you know, to accept that it's part of life. We shouldn't be wanting an external party to create, to remove that. No, no. Okay, okay. No, it's just that a thing which is a reality in our life. No, no, it's just a hypothetical question. It's <laughs> okay. like, do you want to fully get rid of your worry or not? Basically, my, my, my question is, because uh, you'd be surprised, there are people who don't want to get rid of their worry. They just want to reduce their worry a little bit. Oh, okay. 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 Um, I don't have this magic. It's just a hypothetical question. Okay. Um, any other questions? No, we, I will tell the... Uh, Jataka story. Okay. Today's Jataka story is uh, Babu Jataka. It's the second Jataka in the book that me and my friends wrote. <laughs> and the uh, caption is misfortune or good fortune, who knows? There are a lot of times in our life we think we are suffering from misfortune, but it could be good fortune. We, we don't know. Okay. A good an example is in my life, um, although I was searching for spiritual truth when I was very young, maybe eight, nine years old or 10 years old, but since I couldn't find an answer, I gave up and spent all my time studying and I did very well academically, not because I'm smart, but because I spent a lot of time just on my books until I thought I was really good at performing academically and I become very ambitious and forgot totally about spiritual search until when I reached university, I had this splinting headache all the time. It's like the mind, it can't say it's painful, but it becomes so blurred that every single lecture I attend in my university, I can't understand. And because I was really struggling, I started spiritual searching again. So this so-called headache problem was a very bad problem as in a sense, but it's a fortunate thing for me because otherwise I wouldn't be who I am now. So, but I wouldn't wish this even on my worst enemy because it's a really suffering. But you can't say it's bad because of this splinting headache. I went on, you know, back to my spiritual search and finally become who I am today. So it's a good fortune in that sense. Okay, now back to the Jataka. Um, during Buddha's time, 
there was uh, one time when this, uh, oh, okay, before that. Okay, during Buddha's time, there was uh, a lady called Kana and her mother, and her mother's called Kana's mother, who is a stream enterer. That means first stage of sainthood. Okay, and what happens was um, the Kana was visiting the mother, and the mother asked if she wanted to go back to her husband, <laughs> and the mother says, "Wait, let me bake a cake for you first, and then you bring home for you and your husband." But when she finished baking the cake, a monk came for Pindapat. Okay, and this. This uh, a person who is Sotapan, first stage of saying onwards, have this uh, have this habit that if they see a monk coming to Pindapat, they will definitely give whatever they have that they cook. So actually, there is a monk's rule that unless we are invited by a saint, that means a Sotapan above, we cannot simply go and ask for food because they might go hungry until they die. They would rather give food to you, so we can't you know uh, impose this on them. Anyway, this rule maybe was formed later. So anyway, the the one monk came in the park, and the whole cake was given to this monk. So the the mother thought, "Don't worry, daughter. Wait. Tomorrow I'll bake another cake, and then you can bring and to your husband." Meanwhile. The husband was waiting and couldn't wait and sent an ultimatum that you better come quickly back. If you don't come back soon, I will marry another lady. Okay, you might think that it's uh, very rid ridiculous, but you got to imagine this is uh, India two thousand five hundred years ago, where woman actually is a, a thing in a sense. They either belong to the parents or belong to the husband. So anyway, second day when the cake was ready. Another monk came because the first monk brought the cake back and added. And instead of sharing, he 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 ate the whole cake and tell these other monks that very good cake. You know, you better go to this Kana's mother's place and you can get very delicious cake. So a second monk came, and again, Kana's mother gave the cake to this and tell the daughter, "Wait, tomorrow I'll get the next cake." And again, another monk came because news spread. Very delicious cake. The next monk came, third monk, and the fourth monk. By the time the fourth cake was given, Kana's husband already married a, a new wife, and Kana was very very angry. From that day onwards, every time she sees a monk, she was called a monk. Really, <coughs> have very strong aversion against monk, and uh, um, yeah. And actually, there is a rule. <coughs> One of the two hundred and twenty-seven rules for monks is: we, when we get cake from any householder, we have to share it with other monks. You cannot tell other monks go and get another cake. Okay, so this is one of the two hundred twenty-seven rules. Okay, anyway, so when this story <coughs> reached the Buddha, the Buddha told that everything happens with doesn't. There is no coincidence. There is a story behind it, and the story behind this <laughs> um, mother of Kana and the monks is many, many, many years ago. In a uh, village, there is this rich man and a wife. They have a lot of money, and then when they pass away, the uh, 
wife still has attachment to the money and she became a mouse in that household, guarding over lots of money left over. No one knew about the money. Then over time, somehow that village becomes deserted. But our Bodhisattva was a uh, stonemason cutting stones. He, he always go through that village. And somehow, don't ask me how, this mouse who got the treasure fall in love with the Bodhisattva and decided to share her wealth with the Bodhisattva. And every day would bring one gold coin and tell the Bodhisattva that you use half the gold coin to whatever you want. The other half buy some food for me. So the arrangement goes <laughs> every day, the Bodhisattva will buy some food. But unfortunately for the mouse, one day he was caught by a cat. So he made a deal with the cat that I get food every day from this man. So I will share half with you. You let me go. But unfortunately, not long after that, he got caught. She got caught by the second cat. And again, you got to divide the portion. And then the third cat and the fourth cat. And finally, because divide so many portions, she becomes very skinny. And our body sattva you know, saw her become skinny and says, you know, I did my part. You know, I did give you the food that you're supposed to get from the gold coin. How did, how did you become so skinny? So the mouse says, you know, I, I was caught by four cats and I have made this arrangement. And the Bodhisattva said, I will solve for you. So <laughs> I want to point out in this story that Bodhisattva doesn't do good or bad. A Bodhisattva's job is to align all the sentient beings in whatever way towards enlightenment, <clears throat> towards awakening to the truth. Okay? So you might think, you know, why Bodhisattva do this? Every single thing is to, to have this affinity to link to the truth. So this Bodhisattva tell the mouse, I have a solution for you. Find a very clear crystal and then dig a hole inside there and then hide inside there. Because it, it's a crystal, so it looks transparent. So when he hide inside there, when the cat comes, he didn't see the crystal. So when the cat comes, he asks the mouse to keep, you know, scolding the cat says i'm not going to give you the food what can you do you know and keep basically make him angry so when the cat angry he, he tried to kill the mouse by you know jumping onto the mouse but didn't know that there's a crystal so hit on very hard onto the crystal and died so happens to the first uh, cat second cat third cat fourth cat solve the problem Thereafter, the mouse live happily after with the rest of the gold coins together with the Bodhisattva. Okay, now you might think that um, this encounter of the cats and the mouse is a very bad misfortune. But <laughs> actually, these four cats becomes a link for the mouse and a link to our Bodhisattva also. So during Buddha's time, these four cats becomes the four monks. But the mouse still older the cats. Oh. So the mouse is actually what, uh, Kana's mother. That's why you know, still giving the kick back, paying the debt back to, to the cats. The cats is the four monks who come and ask for the, basically not ask for the uh, go rams for, for, the, for the kick. Okay, so when this story uh, was basically, I think, 
Buddha retold this story again when he uh, heard that Kana has this problem with monks. He went to see, Buddha went to pay a visit to Kana's mother and give a, a sermon, a, a talk, Dhamma talk to Kana. When Kana heard this, she also became a Sotapan. Um, I will explain uh, why. It could be because she saw the reality behind her struggle. So now what happened was after the Buddha preached and Kana became Sotapan, when Buddha left Kana's home, uh, Kana's mother's home, the, the king happened to pass by and asked, what's the Buddha doing there? And the Buddha says, well, I just give a sermon to the uh, Kana and she becomes Sotapan also. And the king knew Kana was uh, reviling all monks, abusing all monks. And once you become Sotapan, they totally have confidence comes from experience. So they have 100% faith in the Buddha Dhamma Sangha. So no more problems with uh, getting angry with the monks. So the king was very happy. So the king said, from today onwards, Kana <coughs> will be my eldest daughter. Whoever who marry her means will be marrying a princess. So uh, a noble man came and married Kana and very rich man because, you know, noble man. And Kana has all the wealth to take care of a lot of, give a lot of dana thereafter to many monks and many nuns and so on. So in this story, you can see that what was supposed to be misfortune as in Kana losing the husband, which is, can be really terrible during India's time. As in you can become when the husband dumb you, you can become like a paria, like really, you know, you have no more life left to become a princess. So maybe, you know, it's fortunate for, fortunate for her because, you know, she don't have to live with that not so good husband in a sense, now, now much better husband. So in the sense that what seems to be misfortune is actually fortunate in the end. We can't see. We conclude something too fast. So this is again inconclusive conclusion, okay? Few lessons um, to, to learn. One is um, to, for us to contemplate or learn that um, Kana thought definitely that she would go back because you know, she, she thought she would get the kick, but it didn't happen the way she want. And then because things changed according to condition, the husband got a, a new uh, wife. And we think this is bad, but this in, if you have inconclusive conclusion, this misfortune in the end turned out to be very auspicious because not only she become, she managed to become Sotapan, which is great, which is one of the best thing in the world, the happiest uh, thing you can get, but she also become a princess and also becomes got a very nice husband in, in the end who supported her dana. So very important for us also is not to fix on any view. If we have a fixed view that the, her losing husband is bad, then we are trapped in there. But in the end, this misfortune is fortunate. Another thing for us to contemplate is that, or to meditate on is that um, Kana was actually at first struggling between being filial to the mother, following a mother instruction to stay back and wait for the next kick and going back to her relationship with her husband. And finally, when 
she's totally filial to her, her mother, following her mother's instruction, but lost her husband. She collapsed. But later on, when she understand that the relation, all this relationship between each other has much more story behind it, like how her mother actually owes the monks in past life as a mouse owning a cat, the, her picture of the world becomes clearer, as in nothing is it's just as you see in the appearance. And then she become able to let go more, accept more of life. So this is a, a story on an inconclusive conclusion. Any questions on this or any other uh, stories or any other Dharma? Or you have any sharing on uh, Dharma in daily drama? Any sharing or questions? Okay, there's someone on chat box. Ku uh, Chia Chia says, just now I wonder why I dislike music meditation. Then I remember I used to hurt harsh words and I dislike it. Then the music meditation, not so bad for me. I suppose neutral to sound, right? Not like to or dislike. Yeah, okay. Okay, any other sharing or questions? Any dharma that you see in your daily drama? Because, uh, okay, Lee, amen. Okay, um, evening Bhante again. You know, just now when I listen to your story, all this, you call it Jakarta, I think. Jakarta, stories of past life of Buddha. Okay, last time, last time when, you know, now there are more Buddhism, I, I understand uh, there are a lot of metaphors, you know, inside it. But, you know, when I initially, when I, I listened to this, I, I find it quite ridiculous. You know, how come uh, their story about all this, you know, uh, the, the kana and then after that uh, turn into mouse and all this. You know, when I initially, when I listened at the time, I mean, I, I, I find it like, how, why, why the story, why, why all these Buddhist stories, stories are so funny. But it's as I go along, and especially with, um, uh, I think Agatita also have, you know, how to die a good death. Uh, I think he also uh, uh, go into the stories. I remember about the four poles, you know, uh, some of the, 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 the dogs uh, pulling, pulling the poles. And also there's, there's also another story about the, the, the four walls of the city, uh, the representative. Then I, then I, I slowly get into all these, all these so-called Buddhist stories. Uh, it, it's more of metaphors. Like, like what you relate now now I'm more accepting into it but last time uh, initially I, I have to be honest I find it very ridiculous I say how come Buddhist stories are, are like this so 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 now I say I'm more accepting into it but at the same time if you talk about daily drama uh, daily drama you know I I am more into you know a hat tone e-c-e-c-e-c-k-h-a-r-t-t-o-l-l-e Eckhart Tolle, okay. Yeah, I'm more into that kind of, that kind of uh, so-called, I, I still call it as a dharma, you know, for, for Eckhart Tolle. I, because uh, basically I'm, I'm, uh, I'm more into psychology. 
you know, I have a lot of psychology background, so I'm more accepting into, into the kind of uh, the kind of talk, the kind of Dharma talk. You know what I'm trying to say? So, so this is my, uh, I, I would say that at the present moment, because of all this uh, YouTube, they, they really provide a lot of all these talks. So at the same time, I'm also listening to you, you know, Yaninda, which I'm also very grateful because I also get a lot of uh, very fruitful information or even meditation from you. So now the stories that you tell me, I'm more accepting into it because I see a lot of metaphors. But I, I'm just trying to say, last time I find you very ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's why I say. But but now I'm I'm actually I I know uh yeah there is a lot of all these metaphors you have to delve into it and the way you explain uh I I can understand it better. Yeah, thank you, Brandy. Yeah, for not not just for her for everyone uh is that some things might seem uh very unbelievable in the uh, Jataka stories. But I would like to remind everyone that if 200 years ago, you were to tell someone that you can take a thing and put it on a year and you can talk to someone on another side of the world, people would think you're crazy. It's totally unbelievable, but it happens. Yeah, correct. So, correct. so there are a lot of things which are, which are unbelievable, but it could be possible at another time. So uh, somehow I they, they are of course they are monks who, who don't uh, accept Jataka also because to them is uh, how can animals talk how can you no know, they, they can't accept a lot of the things but to me one way to look at it like Lee uh, is to see them as metaphor not not as real um, another way is to see that there are a lot of unbelievable things which can happen. Okay, like I say, 200 years ago, if you tell someone you can take a thing and talk to someone in America, they will say, you're definitely a crazy guy. You need to go to Tanjung Rambutan. So um, that's another way to see. But in any case, uh, our life anyway, it's all a, uh, an illusion, a, a dream. So it, it, either way, it, it, uh, whichever way you, you can look at it, it, it doesn't really uh, uh, matter. Um, okay, another way, okay. Lihui says we have many past lives, not, not only as human, which many cannot comprehend too. Uh, yeah, past lives is something that a lot of people can't comprehend, but Actually, now the, there are many proofs, evidence, especially in America, that people can recall their past lives. In Australia, so last time they did a, a television series or something where they get people to hypnotize them to, to recall back their past lives. So it's more, much more accepting in the Western world now. And uh, also there are a lot of Christian sects who are, uh, believe in reincarnation also. So it's not, uh, it's more, uh, what do you call, accepting to the, to, to, the, to the world now, actually. Okay, any last questions or sharing? Okay, someone asked, 
Pante, can you please explain more about illusion, delusion? Okay, this is a big topic, but I will try to explain in a way that easy for you to understand as in what I've been talking all the time, okay? <coughs> I've been talking all the time is when you get angry, you think that it's someone that makes you angry, but actually it's not. It's your angry thoughts that make you angry. It's like you're thinking, why did he say that? How come he do this that makes you angry? Which means that you are creating what you experience which means that you live in an illusion because you are creating your world. What you are feeling is your thoughts. Your thoughts is created by you. Your feeling is your experience of the world and your experience of the world come from the thoughts created by you. So you are creating your whole world through your thoughts. So which means that you are living an illusion in that sense. But illusion doesn't mean it's nothing. So this is very important, I always stress. It's like the rainbow. It's there, but it's not there. It's like your dream. When in a dream, when you have a monster, it's really, really scary. But when you wake up, there's no monster. Like the rainbow, you cannot take the rainbow home, but you can still enjoy the rainbow. So similarly, uh, it's an illusion. The delusion comes is because we think the illusion is real. We think our anger is really, really real. It's really that guy who makes me angry or it's really that guy that makes me upset. It's really that guy or that thing that makes me stressful. And that is the delusion, the, the ignorance. The illusion is this magical world created by our thoughts. And we getting lost in it is the delusion. Hey, this is a good question. Um, Can someone recall past life as non-human? Example, as an animal? Mm, I don't know. Maybe they are. I have not uh, heard of cases of someone recalling them uh, themselves as an animal because, okay, um, <laughs> there was this, I was told there was this television series of people being hypnotized to recall their past life. And someone did ask, how come none the television series didn't show uh, people recalling their past life as animal or as in the hell realm and so on? And the answer is very simple. Cannot verify. If they recall in 300 years ago, they are Mr. John in Ireland, they can go there and record, find a record and, and verify and check. But if there's, they, they recall back 300 years ago, there were this chicken somewhere else. How to verify that chicken has no name and which chicken and so on. So not verifiable. And also if they're you know, last life, they're in the hell, how to go down to the hell and verify. But if your past lives is human, then they can verify. Um, okay, maybe one <coughs> last question. Bante, sorry, could you explain more or repeat your teaching on the physics or an engineering Please, sorry, didn't catch this properly. Okay. Physics of life is how life works. Okay. How life works as in your emotions, your feelings is a reflection of your thoughts. Your emotions of your feelings don't come from out there. It comes from your thoughts. 
what you do with these facts of life, I call this reality of life, is the engineering. Okay, how you apply it, what, how you, what you want to apply with this is your engineering. Well, after knowing this, what you want to do with it is up to you. It's the engineering side. The physics is how this works. You cannot change the physics. It's nature. It's how it, life works. <laughs> like you can't change gravity. But after you know gravity, what you want to do with gravity, like maybe you know, find out some way that you know, that aeroplane <coughs> that can trust so that it can defy gravity to go up. That's the engineering side. So that's the difference between physics and engineering. And to me, understanding the physics is very important because once you know how life works, sometimes you don't even need to apply anything. When you see <coughs> your anger comes from the angry thoughts, you might not need to do anything. Just seeing that, just recognizing this physics, I call it physics of life or the reality of how life works, already might solve your problem because you might not want to continue making angry thoughts to continue being angry. Actually, you need effort to continue making angry thoughts. I think I, I, uh, I, think I explained this before last time that we always think that you need effort to stop the anger. No, you need effort to continue the anger. Because if you don't make effort to continue thinking angry thoughts, you can't continue being angry. So actually, being angry is a very a lot of hard work. Stopping you know, ang anger is not hard work because you just have to not continue with this hard work of maintaining this anger. Same, <coughs> maintaining stress, maintaining sadness, maintaining depression is a lot of work because you've got to maintain the thoughts of depression, maintain the thoughts of sadness, maintain the thoughts of stress. So if you can understand this physics or the reality of life, you might not even need to move to engineering because you will know what to do. Just don't maintain it. You don't even have to tell yourself, don't maintain it. You don't have to, like, uh, Sister Chanima, like, I don't want to maintain You don't have to tell yourself. It's like when you are hit, found yourself hitting yourself, you don't have to, don't hit, don't hit. You don't have to. You will automatically not hit yourself. So it, it comes naturally once you see how life works. Okay, maybe we'll finish it um, for now. To share merits. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello, uh, Reverend. I just want to ask you. Let's say, okay. let's say somebody is uh, scolding you. Then you say, may you be very happy. May you be very happy. But the person is very angry. So what shall I do? Oh, what shall you do? Okay. Actually, when you are calm, when your mind is not lost in thoughts, when you are calm, state of mind, you will know what to do. You might not say, may you be well and happy. You might I say, say like that like, just, to, just to calm myself. Oh, calm yourself down. Um, yeah, calm myself down. I just say, may you be well happy. But the person, uh, say, the person like, uh, is very angry, laggy angry. <laughs> okay. okay. Don't worry about the person. I'm more interested is, I don't know, this, this is me, okay? Uh, uh. You might not need to apply what I think, okay? Mm. The next time this happens, try to see mm. where your anger comes from. Are you angry or you're sad or whatever when that happened? Because I'm scared that I cannot control, so I better say something good. <laughs> okay. okay, which means that you have anger, okay? 
If you have uh, anger, try to see where your anger comes from. Oh, I see. But cannot control. So I cannot control if if I I if I like I feel that I don't want to say something that's no good. Just so I say uh I maybe we will happy we okay, will happy. Okay. You you can do that because in uh Buddha's one of the Buddha's advice is uh if you have unwholesome thought and you cannot control, you can switch mm. to try to think of wholesome thought. Ah, so you can do what that. you uh, uh. so you is it very good? May I be well and happy? Or you say may he be well and happy? Ah, yeah. May you be well and happy. May you be well. But the person that cannot accept it, uh, lagi, lagi angry. <laughs> um, there's no right and wrong. Actually, the best is if you can get your mind in a calm state of mind, you will know what best to do. But how cannot, like, I, I also, like, cannot tahan really. So... And- yeah, yeah, cannot, no, no, tahan. cannot control. That's the best ah. you could do, lor. Oh, oh, I see, I see. That's the best. Uh. Yeah, your best you could do. You can't worry about it. You mm. do the best you can, and not mm. worried about it anymore. Oh, oh. But, so is it appropriate, or not? Or sometimes I go and sing the, the the song that I mean, uh, like uh, uh, may you be very happy, may you be happy. Then I like that, lah. I I because I don't know what to. Do. <laughs> Everyone will be different, so I cannot give you uh what solution that mm. works for me. Okay. Mm, Usually okay. from each person that will have the best solution for them. Okay. Mm. I can only share with you what solution uh, I would do. Okay. What mm. I would do in that case is if I if I can't control, I would mm. tell the person, sorry, um, it's not your fault, but I'm getting very angry. I can't control myself. And please excuse oh. me. This, oh, this is what I would do. I would say, no, it, it's not uh, your fault because I know it's not your, his fault because my anger uh, come, doesn't come from him. It comes from my thinking or what he say. So uh, I would say, yeah, yeah, my, the ang- your anger doesn't come from him. Your anger comes from your thinking or what he say. Yeah, yeah. yeah? So, so mm. I would say, I would tell that person that, sorry, you know, I, I, mm. I know it's not your fault, but I can't control my anger. So please excuse me. Oh, I see, I see. Then I, I will leave, I'll walk away so that I don't say something I regret. Oh, 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 oh. But that's for me. For you, ah. different. you have to be comfortable with what uh, you're comfortable with. But the best always is having what I say to you, but when I'm calm, I might, different solution might come from me because every case is different. Mm, There's no same case, you know? I can mm-hmm. I, what I share with you is a general solution, but every single person, every single situation is different. There's no, no exact same situation, no exact same incident. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was thinking is a at that moment, uh, I I cannot control, so I just uh, don't want to hurt the person. So you know, I have my own feeling, right? Uh, so <laughs> yeah, so, so that's why your advice. I, mm. I feel that somehow uh, it, it, it might work. I don't know. I think it will work when you when we admit our own problems. People will get mm. stunned. When, mm. when, when we admit our problem, people somehow will get stunned. Mm. Like we say, okay, I'm sorry. I, I cannot control my anger. I, 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 I have to leave. I'm very sorry. Mm. So then the guy will get shocked. Mm. 
I don't know. You can try. Okay, okay. I, I'll, I'll it works for me. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. Thank you, uh, Tanti, for your advice. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank okay, you. Okay, we will end here. Um, we will share merit. We share merits with all the devas, dharma protectors, garden deities, share merits with all sentient beings, share merits with all family members, relative friends, especially departed family members, relative friends, and ancestors. May aspiration always with the wise, avoid the foolish, be free from great hatred delusion. At the end again, share merits with all beings, wishing all beings an equal share of merits. เอตาวะตะจามิหิสัมปะดังปุญญะสัมปะดังสาเบบุตานุโมดันตุสัมปะสัมปะทิสิเตยะเอตาวะตะจามิหิสัมปะดังปุญญะสัมปะดังสาเ